Support U.S. and become a patron. True information is the most valuable resource and we ask you to give back. HTTP colon slash slash www.burnpulch.org The only website with a license to spy, Police Light, follow us on Telegram and Gab for even more above top secret infos and documents. HTTPS colon slash slash t.me slash above top secret full. HTTPS colon slash slash gab.com slash burnpulch. HTTPS colon slash slash getter.com slash user slash burnpulch. Ursula von der Leyen and Albert Borla, what a couple. Censored in Romania and European Union. Independent Journalistic Investigation, in three episodes part one. Investigation. Episode one. Exclusive. How did Ursula von der Leyen's spouse manage to become the principal actor in the $36 billion Pfizer business? By Adrian Wunsu, Romania. Even if the European Public Prosecutor's Office, EPPO, does not take any action, from reasons easy to anticipate, we continue to present striking information related to the Pfizer Ursula file. Official information, verified. No bedtime stories. Summary of the investigative reporting done by Adrian Wunsu, a Romanian journalist, who exposed the mysterious assignment of Ursula von der Leyen's spouse, Dr. Heiko von der Leyen, in Orgenesis, a gene therapy company. The present investigation results are explosive. They show without any equivoke the filthy combination between top EU politicians and big pharma mafia, in the middle of COVID-19 pandemic. They have mocked the lives, health and freedoms of hundreds of millions of people terrorized by a false propaganda system. They have pushed our limits with billions of vaccines, far more than we have needed, just because of their hunger for profit. The Great Pot is about $36 billion. It translates into 1.8 billion Pfizer vaccine doses, negotiated by the chief European Union with the manager of the medicine company, Albert Borla in a total non-transparent way, as mentioned in my previous articles. There are still to be found on Medifax website, if there are no technical issues. I'll tell you the story in short, in the first part, with less numbers, but sufficient references and names of protagonists, as it results from direct and indirect evidence, put all together. It remains the chief prosecutor Kovacy's option to take this investigation to a next level. To verify bank accounts, the money flow between companies, to request FBI support in New York and Brussels and to convict the guilty ones, the same manner she did with the so many top politicians in Romania. She just need the willingness to do so. Pfizer is not susceptible of its first-time infraction. It is mentioned in plenty of files, some even of criminal nature, with no one declared of any guilt, for the moment. American prosecutors have placed it under direct observation and yet they have not completed the case and not convicted any executive directors involved. The key in the $36 billion business is Ursula von der Leyen's husband. Until the COVID-19 pandemic outbreak and long after its debut, nobody has ever heard of Dr. Heiko von der Leyen, spouse of the First Lady from Brussels. In other words, the spouse of the European government's chief. The Lyons have been living since 2007 in the vicinity of Hanover, Germany, on the property Heiko had inherited from his parents. They have seven children and a nephew. And now, let us recall our memory. The pandemic debuted in Romania in March 2020. Few months later, in December 2020, a relatively not known medic from Germany reaches directly into the managing board of a very powerful big pharmaceutical company in the United States. No, it is not Pfizer. 
It would have been too simple and too eye-striking. Dr. Heike was transferred across the ocean for duty purposes exactly to a company with a proven record in the Marne technology. It is about Orgenesis Incorporated by then, experts of Orgenesis were preoccupied with the anti-cancer treatments and experiments. But all of a sudden there was an opportunity rising, the pandemic. So, the clever boys from Pfizer have sneezed immediately the mega-business at the horizon. They were experimented in doing so, were they not? The link between the two American companies, Pfizer and Orgenesis, is more than obvious. There are mutual investment funds to be found in their ownership listed at the New York Stock Exchange. I will elaborate more on this later. We do not know yet if the ownership changed with the abrupt arrival from Germany of Heiko von der Leyen, for negotiations? Or it has always been like this? We'll find out. Ursula and Heiko von der Leyen, what a couple! It is a fact though that Ursula's husband landed into the Orgenesis managing board like a square peg in a round hole. Almost nothing in his biography recommended him for the top position of medical director. In other words, one of the executives paid with a minimum of $1 million a year. The coincidence was striking. Why did Heiko enter the Orgenesis board of directors exactly in December 2020 remains an open question which reveals the mystery of the whole business. It is worth to be noted that the first vaccine in Romania was taken in the same month. A medical nurse took it. Everything has followed a fast-forward path afterwards. In the spring of 2021, immediately after Heiko's arrival at Orgenesis, intense negotiations at the political level were in place. His wife exchanged text messages and calls both with the Pfizer CEO and her husband, located in the close proximity of Pfizer, practically, couple of blocks away. I stated in my previous Medifax articles that Mrs. Ursula von der Leyen's text messages and calls have all of a sudden disappeared from her phone, to the ombudsman Emily O'Reilly's astonishment, a kind of a people's advocate, yet, at the European level. Yet, it was not the first time when Ursula von der Leyen has erased all traces from her phone, in a manner which overcomes Harry Potter's skills. On May 8, 2021 the big news arrived. The Europeans were relieved. Ursula von der Leyen closed the deal with Pfizer for 1.8 billion vaccine doses, more or less. There was no amount mentioned per dose because such a transparency was not needed, of course, especially when a dollar plus or minus means in total $1.8 billion, plus or minus. And this is money from our pockets, the Romanians, Bulgarians, and Hungarians. Vaccinated or not, it did not matter at all. In the absence of any official statistics and numbers, the business is estimated to value approximately $36 billion, which makes around $20 a dose. As there was a maximum transparency in place, indirect evidence follows. This is only based on facts, numbers and official communication that I have succeeded to collect as of now in the absence of any initiative of the anti-corruption heroine, Chief Prosecutor Laura Kodrudikovici. With a $38 billion value, such contracts bear performance commissions. For the Romanian mayors, since the amount values are very low, we refer to 10 to 15 percentage commissions. Brussels uses small commission amounts but derive from very big values. Even the profit is a gigantic one. I personally had some difficulties in calculating 2% out of 38 billion. It makes a $760 million performance commission, to be exact. Now, should you ask Soren Ovidiu Vantu, the founder of the National Investment Fund, he tell you that the respective amount, or even a doubled one, since there is always room for more, was transferred quickly, 
nicely and elegantly from the Pfizer profit to the orgenesis, as performance bonuses for the lady's husband, the recently landed medical director for negotiations. This though, could only happen if prosecutor Covici could verify some bank accounts in conjunction with FBI, American and European prosecutors. And of course, if former NAD, National Anti-Corruption Directorate, Chief, has little left of his aura of an incorruptible person that propelled her to Brussels, into Ursula von der Leyen's entourage. I offer myself to provide her the whole file with official information collected from trustworthy sources and the connections, just in case she does not have enough employees. All for free, with only the DHL service fee reimbursement. Verified data, no fake pandemic news, promoted by God knows what obscure websites. Just because the lecture of such a file can be confusing for the readers, I have decided to present it as a serial story. Here, one has the big picture, the storyline. I will be back with details, names, firms, significant business shareholders, biographies, direct and indirect connections. Mrs. Kovasi knows where to find me, in the provincial city of Yashi, somewhere in the northeast of Romania. Very close to the Russians, as the hashtag guys would say. I can only hope she'll take a little break from chasing the Bulgarian car trafficking dealers and concentrate on more serious matter, such as genuine European corruption. You will witness a scandalous web in the upcoming days, because the politicians, hand-in-hand with big pharmaceutical industry, have taken advantage by this pandemic to get wealthier on the back and pockets of us all, Europeans. On our health and lives, I will be back soon. Part 2. Investigation. Episode 2. How did Ursula von der Leyen's husband, the principal actor in the 36 billion Pfizer business? As I promised in the first part of the investigation, I get back with more detailed information and data about the corruption suspicion in the Pfizer Ursula file. My last comments within the past two years and my today's text are very little alike. There will be many numbers, company names, and main characters and company connections. So, it will be pretty difficult to follow the investigation path by the public audience. I will though do my best to synthesize the information and present it in the most digestible way I can, as a story in fact, rather than a classical journalistic investigation. It is not my duty to verify bank accounts, to monitor phone calls and to search for flight tickets, but EPO might, if of course it considers it is worth the effort. Let's take it systematically. Let's introduce the protagonists first. These are the spouses Ursula and Heiko von der Leyen. As I said in the first episode, The two have been living, since 2007, near Hanover, Germany, on the property that Heiko inherited from his parents. They married in 1986. They have seven children and a grandchild, we will still call them by their little name, for ease of reading. Ursula studied medicine at the University of Hanover, and in 1991 she gave her PhD at the same institution, where, we will see, her husband was employed as a professor. Allegations of plagiarism have appeared in the German press relatively recently. Journalists found that 43.5% of Ursula's doctoral thesis was copied. The university concluded that although the thesis contains plagiarism, no intention of fraud could be proven. This means, the head of the European Commission stole, but not with intention. She didn't just realize it. We know the style. She excused herself after the model patented and verified at the National Intelligence Academy in Romania. Ursula and Heikos are politicians, but the latter has no position in the party. They are colleagues with Chancellor Angela Merkel in the CDU, Christian Democratic Union. While she was Minister of Defense, 
In the third and fourth governments led by Angela Merkel, Ursula was noted for her wideness with which she offered contracts from public money. These are total contracts exceeding 700 million euros. At the time, an attempt was made through a parliamentary committee to investigate allegations of mismanagement, but the case was covered up. No surprise, by the way. During the investigation, information was leaked that Ursula had deleted her data from her mobile phone. Exactly according to the same criminal pattern, the current head of the European Commission allegedly deleted her phone data, text messages, emails, call history, and after negotiations with Pfizer, in the $36 billion estimated file. I will come back to the point. Let's also talk a little bit about her life partner, Heiko. The noble vine, Heiko has so far stood in the shade. If we asked Sov, he would probably tell us that, of the two husbands, Heiko is the gray eminence in the Der Lion family. As a result, he negotiated the contract with Pfizer. Unfortunately, we are not in a position to ask for Sov's opinion. Heiko seems like a very studious guy. He studied pharmacology, internal medicine and cardiology at the University of Hamburg, at the Faculty of Medicine in Hanover, MHH, and at Stanford University, USA. He later went on to work in research at Stanford, with a focus on cardiovascular genetic therapy. At the same time, he was general manager of Artis GmbH in Hanover, a company founded in 2001. Artis, in cooperation with the Medical University of Hanover, MHH, have developed new biological mitral valves of the heart, based on their own cells. In 2005, Hanover University and the firm Hanover Impulse founded the Hanover Clinical Trial Center GmbH, HCTC, as a provider of clinical studies. A state company, not a private one. Nothing spectacular at the Fist site. Before landing directly on the board of the U.S. firm Orgenesis, Heiko taught internal medicine at the University of Hanover and was general manager of HCTC. We can assume that he had an estimated monthly gain, at 20 to 30,000 euros, say, maximum 360,000 per year. Of this happened of course, unless HCTC dealt with weapons trafficking, smuggled Viagra or drugs. According to official information, HCTC deals with clinical tests for all sorts of drugs, possibly also vaccines, and the contracts are intermediated in Germany by the firm KKS, even Mrs. Kovacy can easily find it. In recent years before being advanced overnight, in the interest of work, directly to the board of Orgenesis, we can assume that Heiko was already running contracts with the American firm. But that's only the investigators who can establish it with certainty. The hypothesis stems from the fact that Heiko also had the title of scientific consultant at Orgenesis. It is not known whether it was a paid position or just an honorary one. So why not have he shouldered, directly and as far as possible, the well-being of the Americans at Orgenesis? The HCTC clinic, run until recently by Heiko, is doing clinical trials in the main areas of research of the University of Hanover, 1. Infection and Immunity, 2 transplantation and regeneration, 3. Biomedical engineering and implants, 4. Oncology. Coincidentally or not, as we will see below, the Americans at Orgenesis have been researching for many years the well-known mRNA technology, used in anti-COVID vaccines. Until the outbreak of the pandemic, Orgenesis was deeply involved in the use of mRNA technology to treat cancers. It is to be assumed that there were also contractual, natural, relations between Orgenesis and HCTC, through the intermediation of KKS. Americans could have paid for clinical trials to see how cancer patients react to their new technology. 
That is, the famous RNA. A simple check by Prosecutor Covasi would clarify it immediately. The turning point followed. In March 2020, the pandemic officially broke out. Heiko lived in Germany, in Hanover, with his wife and their seven children. He was still a scientific consultant at Argenesis and probably also a clinical trials service provider. We can assume that he collected a few thousand euros monthly from the collaboration with Orgenesis. Worldwide, at the initiative of the WHO, the question of finding an anti-vaccine has been raised. There was a major public health emergency. We know well how things went. What role did the media play, along with the politicians and dedicated specialists? The American firm Pfizer, one of the big pharma companies renowned for, among other things, for the multiple criminal scandals, immediately felt the huge opportunity. And they pressed the accelerator pedal. It sought partners to develop the anti-vaccine at the speed of light. And what better partner could there have been than Orgenesis, a company specialized, for years, in mRNA technology dedicated to oncology. Especially since Heiko, the husband of the head of the European Commission, was already a scientific consultant, so a close collaborator. In addition, Orgenesis had the ability, through HCTC, to quickly run preliminary tests on vaccines for approval by the European Medicines Agency. As a matter of urgency, obviously. We still don't know exactly how Orgenesis, Pfizer and BioNTech shared their tasks in the running of the project. The fact is that the Germans at BioNTech had large production capacities in Europe. As a mere speculation, it may have also mattered that BioNTech comes from Germany. And Pfizer also co-opted itself into the project in order to have political support in further negotiations with the European Union, aka Merkel and Ursula. However, I repeat, this is mere speculation. Don't heed it. Now let's see who the specialists are. The Americans at Orgenesis. The company emerged in 2008 through funding from Governing Dynamics Venture Capital, GD. It was originally based in Tel Aviv, as founder Sarah Ferber, 66, was born in Israel. GD's main shareholder is an USA Israel Investment Fund, established in 2000, based in New York, with Alex Mashinsky as president. Ms. Ferber seems to be the brain of Orgenesis. The classical researcher. The women with studies and intense work in the laboratory. The researcher dealing with the ARM technology. This is what comes out of her resume, bachelor and doctorate degree from the Israel Institute of Technology, bachelor's degree from the University of Texas Southwestern Medical Center and PhD from Harvard Medical School. She is currently on the board of directors of Orgenesis, with the title Chief Scientific Officer. She earns an annual salary of between $1.50 and $2 million, probably significantly rising with the pandemic. Since August 2014, the current CEO of Orgenesis is Verit Kaplan. Her last job was Biotech Investment Corporation, simple resemblance to Biontech, no connection. A specialized company, surprisingly, also in the clinical testing of some drugs. Verit Kaplan also studied in Israel, as founder Sarah did. Her last annual salary was $1.6 million, possibly steeply rising with the arrival on the company board of Heiko von der Leyen. There are many common points between Orgenesis and Pfizer. Some related to Israel. And the speed with which the Israelis vaccinated themselves. But the most visible are the significant joint shareholders of Orgenesis and Pfizer. According to the New York Stock Exchange, they would be as follows. Orgenesis. The Vanguard Group Incorporated 3. 77%. 
Skafunds Management Incorporated 0, 34%. Geode Capital Management LLC 0, 81%. Total minus 4.92%. Pfizer. The Vanguard Group Incorporated 7, 78%. Skafunds Management Incorporated 4, 97%. Geode Capital Management LLC 1, 78%. Total minus 14.53%. So, if we're talking about investors, the two U.S. mega firms are related. The connections between the people on the board of companies could not, for now, be verified. Too little time, too few resources. Maybe the European Public Prosecutor's Office, the FBI and the American Justice will help, although I wouldn't bet too hard on that. Who would benefit, after all? Vanguard Investment Fund stands out. As of March 2021, Vanguard owns the most shares of another giant fund, BlackRock. The two large financial groups control almost everything, globally. Basically, they have big pharma in their pocket. As of February 2020, they were among the largest stockholders of giant GlaxoSmithKline, GSK, respectively 7% and 3.5% of the total. It is almost impossible to find out all the owners of shares in the Vanguard fund. But a few names stand out, according to official stock exchange sources, Rothschild Investment Corporation, Edmund de Rothschild Holding, different families like Rossini from Italy, Bush from the United States, Dupont, Morgan, Vanderbilt, Rockefeller. Including the royal family in the UK. The two mentioned investment funds own about 90% of the media institutions in the United States. And now, let's get back to the thread of the story. In March 2020, the pandemic started in full force, with the armored personnel carriers on the street, even if in Romania the hospitals were empty. Or at most full of asymptomatic. The Pfizer company linked with Orgenesis on the scientific and clinical testing side, patented the mRNA project together with the Germans from BioNTech, very good on the production side as well, then put the merchandise up for sale. Huge demand, single supplier, maximum urgency. It did not surprise anyone the price of 15 to 18 euros a dose, when people fell on the street, killed by the invisible virus. From here on, the question of maximizing profit was raised, as in any mega company, how do we make a lot of money with minimal effort? One of the solutions seems to have been to co-opt Heiko van der Leyen on the board of directors of Eregensis, closely related to Pfizer on the testing side, as we have seen. The key event occurred in December 2020, just eight months after the onset of the pandemic and with few months before Ursula signed the $36 billion contract with Pfizer. But until we could talk about the mega contract and other performance bonuses, we all witnessed a spectacular jump in the basic salary, from about $300,000 a year in Germany, to over $1.5 million, at the Orgenesis company. And let me be clear, only the salary as a board member, no other bonuses. Perhaps Ursula was very happy when she found out the news. However, they have seven children and one grandson to raise, at home in Germany, near Hanover. We all know from the last episode, and from the very few articles that appeared in the media, how the Ursula Borla, Pfizer, negotiation went, extremely non-transparent. In addition, it seems that the head of Brussels has committed it again. He allegedly erased his tracks from his cell phone, according to reports by New York Times reporters. Ursula's messages and calls suddenly disappeared, much to the astonishment of Ombudsman Emily O'Reilly, a kind of people's advocate, but at the level of the European Union. 
The European Commission has made it clear that it is not in possession of correspondence between Ursula and Borla, head of Pfizer. SMS and other short messages would be by their nature, of short duration and, in principle, do not contain important information about the policy, activities or decisions of the Commission, said the Secretary-General of the Commission, Ilse Juanzong. How would it sound, why would we look into Ursula's phone? Don't we have any other job to do? It is not written in her phone what fines Poland and Hungary will still pay, for the simple reason that they don't align with Brussels policies. A journalist had the nerve to ask, however, whether Ursula's messages to Borla had been deleted, or there were any more not archived or whether the European commissioners were aware of them. The question remained unanswered. One EC spokeswoman confirmed to the press that short messages are not recorded in the ARIES system, the EU's internal archiving program. In any case, at present there are no technical possibilities for recording short messages. It should be pointed out that the phenomenon is in strong contradiction with the internal rules of the Commission adopted in 2015. According to them, SMS and similar messages should be copied in an email, scanned or otherwise recorded. Independent media wanted to know other details about the vaccine business. Under regulation no. In 1049-2001, another journalist asked the European Commission to disclose all communications between Borla and Ursula, but the request was refused by the Secretary-General of the European Commission. And since the European Public Prosecutor's Office has not notified itself, what would be the point, right? No one can know, for now, under what conditions the Pfizer-EU negotiations for the 1.8 billion vaccine doses have been conducted. In other words, it's all covered up, as I have said before in a recent Disappeared article. As a matter of fact, on April 24, 2021, shortly before signing the contract negotiated with Borla, Ursula visited the Pfizer-BioNTech factory in Germany. Obviously, to ensure that production goes at full capacity and vaccines arrive on time at airports in Europe. A little correction from episode 1 needs to be made. We have no proven information that Heiko was in the US when Ursula negotiated with Pfizer. This could only be ascertained by investigators, through investigations at airports, checking the hotel reservations, plane and train tickets, and so on. Heiko may have remained in Germany at Hanover. Especially during the pandemic, his position as a member of the Orgenesis board did not force him to be physically present in the company's headquarters. Maybe he only attended the meetings via Zoom. Maybe he was in New York. We don't know yet. The fact is that, wherever he was, Heiko had a permanent telephone connection with his spouse. A phone from which a series of information abruptly disappeared. We'll see what kind of information, but only if Chief Prosecutor Kovasi ever shows her willingness. Here's a short statement of Albert Borla, Pfizer CEO, we have developed a deep relationship of trust, because we have entered into detailed discussions with the EC President Ursula von der Leyen. It remains to be proved how detailed the discussions were, and whether or not they included performance bonuses. With little to do with the present investigation, but with some relevance, here is Ursula's statement at the World Economic Forum in Davos, ladies and gentlemen, the need for global cooperation and this acceleration of change will be the driving forces of the Great Reset. And I see this as an unprecedented opportunity. Final conclusion, we cannot know, exactly, whether Pfizer bribed politicians at the top of the EU. But there is suspicion related to Pfizer's past, on the pandemic emergency, on the dominant position in the market, on the excessive secrecy of the EU Pfizer contract, on the non-transparency of the politicians involved in the negotiations. 
Last but not least, Ursula has a history. She deleted her phone data when she was Minister of Defense in Germany. And apparently she did it, again, after negotiations with Pfizer. At least this is what the Ombudsman in the European Union suggests. Then, perhaps most importantly, we also have the presence of the husband on the board of the Orgenesis company, closely related to Pfizer, as we have seen. But all this cannot be fully discerned by a journalistic investigation alone. The well-founded suspicions must be investigated by specialized bodies, i.e. the European Public Prosecutor's Office, in cooperation with the American Justice. What do you think? Will the handkerchief be put on the dulcimer again? Part 3. Investigation. Episode 3. Ursula and Heiko von der Leyen have been blackmailed in the Pfizer business for $36 billion. Let's take a methodical approach, like in school. You know about my adventure with the mainstream agency. I won't repeat it. On November 16th, at 10.42, I published on Facebook the first episode of the investigation Pfizer Ursula, about the link between Heiko, Ursula, and Big Pharma, in the context of the signing of the contract of 1,8 billion doses with Pfizer. Following a short interval, on November 17th, at 19.00, I published episode 2. With dates and concrete names. You can find it all in the commentary of both episodes, I shall no longer insist. The investigation clearly reveals large suspicions of corruption, in the sense that Pfizer would have blackmailed the chief of European Commission by using her husband, in the Orgenesis board, as an intermediary. This is very important. Since then, it's been five days. Enough time for checks. No one has brought it to my attention that what I had written was untrue or insufficiently supported by evidence. On the contrary, the famous investigators from Libertadio or Recorder had all the time in the world to counter the conclusions of the investigation. To show me that I was wrong. To ridicule me. They haven't. I think that what I wrote is very accurate. Without any exaggerations. And then, another major surprise arrived. Honestly, I expected the mainstream press to not pick up the investigation. I am very versed on the way things work. But it was massively distributed on social media channels. It has appeared on Active News, Sputnik, Remedia, Christoou's blog and another couple niche television channels, apologies if I've left anyone out. I thank them all greatly, once again. And now, the surprise. From the political spectrum. I had expected that those standing up against mandatory vaccination and the green passport would have a reaction. Regardless of how small, I expected them to say something, good or bad. Basically, I had given them the golden bullet in the fight against the mafia. But nothing, not even a sound. Tourists, unparliamentary, and those from ours still have some time to react, somehow. In order for them to not lose their credibility entirely, the members of parliament should ask Mr. Simeon and Mr. Tarzu what they think. Maybe the chiefs of our believe that I haven't brought enough evidence. Maybe they have an alternative tactic, I have no clue. Maybe they too are part of the system. We will see, very clearly, in the days to come. And now, the real bomb. I received on Facebook, like many times before, the list of the main shareholders of the prestigious daily The New York Times, NYT. You too will have it in the comments, this is public stock information. From the significant shareholders of the neat publication, the first two places are held by investment groups The Vanguard Group and BlackRock, with shares accumulated to 16, 57%. As I said in the investigation, Vanguard owns the most shares of BlackRock. 
So, in reality, we are now talking about one singular, mega, investor, Vanguard. Public stock sources show that Vanguard owns circa 90% of the United States mass media. The same sources show us just a part of the shareholders within the Vanguard Mega Group, Rothschild Investment Corp., Edmund de Rothschild Holding, families of the caliber of Orsini from Italia, Bush from the United States, Dupont, Morgan, Vanderbilt, Rockefeller. Including the British royal family. Right now, I am unable to verify any of this, I don't have any resources. But my intuition is telling me that billionaires like Bill Gates, George Soros, Jeff Bezos or Mark Z all make up Vanguard. Potentially even important, decisive, politicians like Joe Biden, to the companies owned by his son, Hunter, known as well-versed. To get a better sense of Vanguard's financial power, picture the money that the aforementioned philanthropes have and multiply it all by 1,000. Or by however much you want, it really doesn't matter. Basically, Vanguard owns everything that happens in big pharma and in mass media. Two essential, decisive, tools in the pandemic. As we saw in the investigation, Vanguard owns both Pfizer and Orgenesis. Heiko, Ursula's husband, has been propelled in Orgenesis Boad with an annual salary of over 1,5 million euro from the 2 to 300,000 euros that he currently earns in Germany. He has probably also received additional performance bonuses. We still don't know. The European Public Prosecutor's Office did not receive any notification. And Kovesky has been busy with other things, unable to read my investigation. What's certain is that those from Vanguard have bought Heiko von der Leyen. They keep him in their breast pocket. They know all his secrets. Under these conditions, at the end of 2020, Pfizer started negotiations with the European Union for 1.8 billion doses of vaccine, well above what we would have needed. There were direct, non-transparent negotiations between Borla, aka Vanguard, and Ursula, aka the European Commission. But Borla had two great strengths, he had already bought Heiko, and he knew Ursula's secrets from the time he headed the German Ministry of Defense. At that time, he would have deleted his data from his mobile phone in order to cover up possible acts of corruption. From what has emerged so far, I can believe that Ursula initially refused to sign this mega-contract. It looked like blatant theft. It seemed outrageous, after almost two years of pandemic with lies, threats and abuses that were once unimaginable. And then Vanguard, through Borla, had all the aces, blackmail. First verbally, in private, then publicly, through the New York Times. Located, as I said above, in the Vanguard portfolio. Thusly, at the disposal of Borla, Pfizer. The so-called bomb article about the underbelly of the negotiations between Borla and Ursula, how Europe sealed the Pfizer vaccine deal with texts and calls, appeared in the need on April 28th of this year. That is, in full swing, in full negotiations. It was just a clear signal that things could slip. Without concrete information. You know how it's done, when you want to get an important advertising contract as a press owner. It was a harsh warning that Ursula could lose both her job and her freedom if she did not respond to orders. Her seven children and a grandson were waiting for her at home in Germany. Just ten days away, after being put in a situation of life and death, Ursula von der Leyen gave into blackmail and announced on Twitter the signing of the peculiar, and extremely scandalous, contract. Another 1.8 billion doses of Pfizer. Out of an absurd total of 2.4 billion doses so about $48 billion in one shot. What do you think, can we see things more clearly now, at least a little? We now clearly know why the politicians sold, 
and those of the system, the corrupt media and the so-called specialists, such as Mahler and Embry, insist on the embarrassing limit for compulsory vaccination and green passport. Everything is a mega scam. And, most importantly, it must continue at full speed ahead and last for at least a few years from now. Regardless of the victims, the side effects, the consequences for people and for the economy. After all, money is public, so no one loses anything. We will continue. By Adrian Wunsu. See also. This is an excerpt, you can download this info in full length unredacted, our full videos, our full document and much more for free at our Telegram channel. HTTPS colon slash slash t dot me slash above top secret Email address. Subscribe.